0: Now, when I look at you, Alexi, there's this gentleman that's standing on your left-hand side. I'm seeing someone with a pocket watch, and I'm not sure what that means. I don't know. Is <laughs> that a grandfather or something?
1: This is so, okay, I've got the tingle. This is crazy. But I actually do have a pocket watch from my dad's father, my grandfather. <laughs> I recently, like, you know, I touched it like the other day because I was, like, had to rearrange the drawer that it was in.
2: I'm Jen Fricker and hello it's me Alexi Toliopoulos and this is lived it the podcast where we speak to everyday Australians and Kiwis who didn't just watch the show or movie everyone's banging on about they lived it Alexi I'm in COVID isolation
1: oh my god you're a disaster dude
2: (laughs) I just knocked everything off my desk because I'm in COVID isolation and I don't know how to interact with people Alexi what news of the outside world
1: My lord, Jen, I'm worried about you.
2: (laughs) This is—is this your first
1: conversation?
2: This is actually my first conversation. My
1: God! Oh,
2: someone called me. I'm dragging out the phone calls. (laughs)
1: Was just like someone, like a business conversation, or was it people check in on you?
2: It was definitely like a scam phone call, and I was like, "But tell me about you." (laughs) (laughs) So
1: tell me about why my internet's not going to work if I don't send this kind of money across to you guys, and you know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Okay, cool. But how you been managing? You've been managing okay?
2: I've been fine, you know, I'm I'm lucky.
1: You're one of the great troopers in this world. <laughs>
2: I'm a showbiz h- war horse, you know, I just keep going. But what about you, Alexi? It was your birthday recently and yes. you refused to let anyone <laughs> celebrate it.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm a very low-key birthday guy. I don't know. I don't know why that is, to be honest. I think I, I have this thing where I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's my birthday, but not a big deal. You know, no, 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 not me. I'm quite humble. No one celebrate me. But then when the day starts approaching... My like, God dang, I wish I had prepared something. I feel like I'm gonna be lonely on my birthday. Mm. So I always end up having to throw something together, like a little dinner of some kind, just like either with my partner, or with some family, or some friends. I would also say I think it's mainly because I'm um, extremely sensitive about the number of years I've lived going up, that counter getting higher.
2: Why is that?
1: It freaks me out, dude. Why
2: does it freak you out?
1: I think there's a lot of reasons it freaks me out. One, mortality. (laughs) You have to face and come to grips with mortality Uh and all the things that you've either achieved or not achieved in the previous year of your life. Birthdays for me are always a day of some kind of reflection Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, God, I'm a loser this year. What a loser (laughs) I was. Or like, what, I didn't get this done. And I think especially the last couple of years since we've been In these kind of coronavirus times, the world famous coronavirus has gripped us. It's kept us indoors. It's kept us from doing many things we would hope to be doing. Mm. I decided to just not count them.
2: So you're like your age minus two?
1: Yes. My age minus two, maybe minus three, because this year I'm not counting that much either. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm still minusing the years. And I've just not, I've decided I haven't aged. The number has not gone up. I am still the me I was. I've retained all my atoms. That I had at the time before COVID hit us in 2019. So you know, I'm still quite beautiful and young. I think.
2: I think you are always going to be beautiful and youthful, Alexi. Wow. I think that's always no. going to be. Your say young essence. instead
1: of youthful. Youthful. This is a like quantitative word. What is
2: young as opposed to you? young is tied to a number. Youthful is tied to dare I say it spirit.
1: And you know, many gifts have been coming in for me. Of course, Netflix has decided to release Stranger Things, one of my favorite TV shows, season four, in conjunction with my birthday. Wow, that
2: was for you.
1: (laughs) Yes, so thank you so much, Netflix, (laughs) for getting it out for me just in time for my birthday. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about, which is another birthday gift for me, I'd say.
2: yeah pretty amazing stranger things season four volume one just dropped on netflix the world is going crazy for it are you a massive stranger things fan alexi
1: Yeah, I really liked this show quite a lot. I remember when it first dropped, I was like gripped by it. I was obsessed with that kind of uh, this perfected recipe that they'd made of all these different 80s uh, nostalgia pieces coming together to create like this quite holistic pastiche of uh, 80s vibes and horror influences, like Stephen King, Wes Craven, John Carpenter, Steven Spielberg's E.T., the extraterrestrial, all of them combined together and these are all things I love and grew up watching and I think they kind of evolved and this season is probably the freakiest one so far. I was legit scared so much watching this one.
2: Yeah, if you somehow have missed Stranger Things as a pop cultural phenomenon, you must have been the bloody upside down yourself because it's a huge television series, one of the first, I think, really big Netflix originals set in the 1980s in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana and it follows very spooky things, supernatural things that happen around the town. Let's catch up on the trailer for season four, volume one. Ever since you left, everything's been a
0: total disaster. For a while, we tried to be happy. Normal. I know that's impossible.
1: I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much... In the eye of the storm.
2: I don't have my powers.
1: I don't know how to say this other than just to say it. Without you, we can't win this war. So, Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 1 so far has probably been, I would say, Jen, maybe the freakiest season. I've been getting a little spooked out watching this. I've had to watch it during the day a couple of times, which is even rare for me. But Stranger Things to me still an amazing show, and I still always have those questions while I'm watching it. Because I, when I think I get scared by this stuff, I start thinking, "Well, how true can this stuff be? How real can this impact be on my actual real world?" And I, I question my spirituality. Is there another realm out there? Yeah. Is there some world beyond our own? Something beyond our own? understanding. And how do we reach out? How do we find out? How do we get some kind of answers around? I guess the question that's plagued humanity for probably 2 billion years at this point. Yeah.
2: And today we're going to solve it.
1: (laughs) Today we're going to find out the answers. Is there another realm out there? Jen, do you think there's something out there beyond our understanding? Do you think there's another, Mm. an upside down, if you will?
2: I don't know if it's as. Simple as that, Alexis. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to out myself as an absolute nutter.
1: Yeah, dude, go ahead. I'm going to say some crazy stuff right after you.
2: Great, awesome. <laughs> I think that the fabric of what we know as reality is not as thick as we imagine. Okay. I think the binary between the real world and a spiritual world or whatever you believe in, I don't think that there is. I think they're interwoven. Yeah, wow. That's also influenced by the fact that, like, I'm Māori. Mm -hmm. So, like, we believe that objects have energy, that, like, nature has energy and that kind of thing. We don't really believe in, like, a heaven or a hell, but we believe that our ancestors are with us all the time. Mm. So, for me, that's how my worldview was framed, that everything is, like, steeped in, like, an energy and a history that's my earnest answer to that question. It's not very funny, but it's true.
1: That's a great answer. I think for me, maybe I should just list them off. Ghosts, I reckon they're real. Aliens, they're real. Um, I would say that there are creatures that we don't know what, what they are. What kind of are. creatures? You know, I maybe not vampires are real. I don't know I don't think vampires are real, but you know, I do think maybe we got Sasquatches out there. Maybe werewolves are something Maybe they're not exactly what we see as a werewolf, but, you know, like the skinwalkers of like native in American indigenous cultures and stuff like that. To me, there's so much of like this rich history that goes to so many different cultures that goes so far back that there has to be some kind of uh, link to all of these. And it's something I'm infinitely curious about, especially contacting... these other realms, like Mm. mediums and speaking to those that have passed, finding those connections. I think that there is some kind of spiritual link there. So today on the podcast, we kind of want to get an expert in to perhaps find some of those links for us. So we're going to be joined by Debbie Malone, who is a psychic. She's going to help us figure out what this all means and help us come to some kind of understanding of what could be actually out there and how we can communicate with the other realm. I don't even know if I'm using the right language. This is still new to me, but, you know, we're inching there.
2: Yeah, our guest today is an internationally acclaimed psychic, clairvoyant, medium and psychic detective for over the last 30 years. She's seen and sent spirits since she was very young and has also helped police in Australia with unsolved murder investigations and missing persons cases. So she's definitely got the credentials.
1: Debbie, we're so excited. Thanks for joining us on the show. I'm really, really excited to get to chat to you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking me. I'm excited too. Nervous,
1: but excited. (laughs) No need to be nervous.
2: (laughs) Debbie, I'd love to know, like, how this all began for you. When did you know you had this ability to communicate with, like, a kind of larger unseen world?
0: As a child I always saw spirit around me at three I had my first near-death experience and I used to see things floating down the hall and I wouldn't go to bed unless I had the light on outside the door and used to go to bed with the radio on because I used to hear muffled voices so I've been I've had it around me my whole life really
2: Wow and then how did you focus into something that could help people
0: But first I tried everything to make it go away and the more I pushed it away, the more out of control it got, the more I would get attacked or, you know, I would have negative experiences. So I actually joined a... um, a learning circle with a lady from the spiritualist church to shut it down, but that actually opened it up more. Mm. And so been doing this for over 30 years now and wow. it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting, but I use it now to assist other people and I also teach people because a lot of people are opening up and everybody has their own gut feeling. I think we're all born psychic in some form, but some of us have more than others. Sometimes it's a gut feeling, an inner knowing, you know, you might feel a love on in their past, but, you know, you get those tingles like you were saying or, you know, you sort of if something's wrong, you, you get that feeling of dread or you get that other feeling of excitement when something good happens or the hairs on the back of your neck go up and they tell you not to go down an an alleyway. But um, it's just sort of just getting used to that and and just trying to help others because so many people have these experiences, but it's trying to understand what to do with them.
1: How do you communicate with this kind of ability? Do you like hear voices? Do you see images? Is it something like even more uh, even harder to describe than I'm having trouble trying to explain.
0: Yeah, it's all of those things. Um, so there's clairaudience, so you hear spirit. I'm a clairvoyant, so I see it. Oh, wow. um, I feel it's a clairsentient. So, yeah, I, I can become them, especially if I'm working on a, a murder case with the police. I actually go under hypnosis at times or actually the the victim will step into me to tell me what's happened. I can go to locations and then um, go back in time. So it is like being between the different realms. So I might be now, but I could go to a location and I can go back 100 years and see what happened 100 years ago. So there'll be the spirits of the past will be walking past me or showing me or talking to me. So it all happens at once.
2: And I can imagine, you know, having that kind of, ability and like kind of door open to you always how do you negotiate that with just having a normal life like are you ever just down at the shops and then something will appear to you and you're like, I'm just trying to get my groceries done. (laughs) Definitely that happens.
0: And it's hard. I've tried not to do that now because I remember years ago I was in Medicare and, you know, in the line for ages and this lady was in front and her husband started tapping me on the arm. He was dead, telling me I needed to give her a message. And it's like, no, stop it. And I said to like, I think it. So a lot of the times they'll talk to me, but I'll think it in my mind. And I said, well, if you want me to talk to her, you make her talk to me first. And then she started talking to me. And I started seeing all these things, strange things about going to Egypt and his picture in a suitcase and that he died. And, and I said a few things, so I knew that they would sort of unlock the door and I could talk to her. So at the end I went to Medicare and she said, will you wait for me out the front? We need to talk more. So it was really funny. But, yeah, they it doesn't matter. I'm like a lighthouse. They see me and just will um, want to talk to me, like the spirits I mean.
2: Wow. That, I'm getting so many shit. <laughs> and I just like started like tearing up. I don't know why, but that's, oh my gosh. So when you say that you kind of talk to them in your own thoughts, are you hearing someone's voice that you haven't heard before? Is it like a physical sensation?
0: Yeah. So I can hear them externally or I can hear them internally. I have um, tinnitus in both ears, but my right ear was the first year I got it in, had a diving accident. So it started from there, but that's the ear spirit talks to me. So they use that frequency sometimes. So I can hear them in in my head or externally, I can hear male or female if they're young or they're old. And it's what's really strange is that if somebody's from another country, you know, do a reading for them, I can understand them even though I don't speak the language. Oh wow! So it's mental oh, wow. telepathy as well. Yeah. So
1: it's like a kind of the universal language of thoughts or the universal language of like the human mind or something, right?
0: Yes, definitely. So I can see with number eleven with her thinking things and um you know her energy how she can think things and get things to happen because you know you can do you can do uh things like that with pendulums or you know you might have too much energy around it i have blown up so many computers over the years because i zapped them all the time i had a a brand new desktop last year it's luckily it was under warranty and it just Kept being told, back it up, back it up. And I didn't. I didn't listen and blew it and lost the
2: whole lot. Wow. Alexi and I were talking about this before. We are, I think, quite open to the idea of this. But you must get people who are skeptics who just refuse to believe. How do you kind of talk to them? Or do you have something that generally changes their mind? Do you like to show them something?
0: in um, some times, yeah, I have been a bit cheeky and, and done things like <laughs> that. But <laughs> you, have, and,
1: to you yeah. have to be cheeky. Uh, you have to be
0: cheeky. Yeah, it's it's funny because I used to um when I first started doing readings, I went to the school across the road. So they stuck me in the middle of the playground so embarrassing. And um people were like, oh God, look at her. And I was like, I was the I was the weird one, so I could mm. relate to everything. And then there was this one gentleman who didn't believe, and he says, I don't know, what are you doing here? You're like a witch, and it was really awful. And then I gave him a message from his dead father and told him things and he just sat there and his mouth fell open. And he said, how did you know that? And I said, because he's standing there beside you. And he told me the rest of the time, because it was over four days, he was so nice. He he said, I don't know what you did because he was crying because his dad gave him this message. And he said, well, I'm a believer. So, you know, I don't think it's for me to get everyone to believe. I think we all have our own rights to their own opinion, but I think it's a matter of opening people's minds and they make their own decision.
1: Mm. One thing that you were talking about was these kind of near-death experiences. I, something that I'm kind of curious about, do you think that's like partly to do with your abilities or is that bad luck? Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, maybe they just don't, um, you know, only the good die, die young, so I'm not good enough to go yet, but I'm happy <laughs> to stay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I think um, part of it I think maybe is for me to teach other people that there is more to life than this. I suppose it's an incredible blessing in some ways to have gone through that to sort of know that there is life after life. But, yeah, it is. It, it's a, it's an odd thing. And But I think for me I was probably born psychic, but those things have actually activated it more. Mm. One of my children's had two anaesthetics, didn't have near death experiences, and he's after those experiences with the anaesthetic, he has opened up as well. And he sees and knows spirit, he channels and he's an artist. So he paints wow. and spirit talks to him and tells him what to do. So Wow.
2: You know. What's that like having two people that are so connected to that? in one house. Like it must be very annoying as a kid to have a mum who's a psychic because they <laughs> 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 probably don't get away don't with much.
0: <laughs> I know. My eldest one, he's 32 now. He used to hate it. He used to say it sucks because he'd say he'd be somewhere. And I go, no, you're not. I can see you're such and such. He goes, how do you know that? That's not fair. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he can never get away with things. But, yeah, my other two children, son 28, daughter 26, both of them have it, but the middle one has it the most. But I was pregnant with him when everything really activated i was working wow. on the backpack murders yeah i, th- I think f- having a mum that's kind of the bit of the weirdo as well i suppose i think it, and being open and letting people understand that you know that there are other things i think that's helped the family mm. in some ways to not be scared of things
1: You've mentioned a couple of times of like investigations, criminal investigations or cases that you've been brought in on. What's the process there? Do the cops reach out to people like you often or do you reach out to them?
0: Initially, yeah, I did reach out to them with the backpack murders, and it was a pretty daunting task because they thought I was a crazy lady, because I was seeing things. Then I thought they thought I was a suspect because I knew mm. things that I shouldn't have known. I've been working with the police on and off for 30 years. I donate all my time to them. I don't I don't charge yeah. them. Um, sometimes I'll come to be working on the case through a family contacting me and then we'll go, you know, go from there. But a lot of the time the police would come to me, not tell me what the case is, and I do what's called psychometry. So I would hold a piece of jewellery or a photograph or just an item and hold it and shut my eyes and then I would actually become the victim or the murderer and I would see what's happened. So it would be like watching a movie and it would all play out in front of me. Trouble is they don't always sort of say it's 10 Smith Street and I'm under the floor. They don't mm. stay, say stuff like that, which is um, it's like playing charade. You've got to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So that's that's the hardest part. But I can, you know, I can profile them and, um to identicates of people and they've actually been
2: correct when they've been caught. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a lot of responsibility. How do you just, like, switch off? What, what's your time what's your <laughs> where you're like, okay, enough, I can't? I mean, that's a lot. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah, well, before COVID I used to sort of get out quite a lot, do a lot of photography and things. Um, I did try to chill out and get my drone licence, but I think that's much more stressful than... <laughs> just going and walking along the beach because the drone always has its own mind yeah. <laughs> it has to go to the wrong place you know the photography for me is probably one of the best things you know just being in amongst nature but then every time I go out in nature I feel like there's a body somewhere so I don't know if I want oh to I don't go bushwalking <laughs> good
1: lord how could you <laughs>
0: Last week I went somewhere like that and it was like, oh, my God, there was stuff there. I found a knife. I found somebody sacrificing something. I thought, I just need to get out of here. It's like, what am I doing here? So
2: in that moment (laughs) you're like,
0: I guess I got to call the cops. Are the cops like Debbie's calling in with another
2: one? Like what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just took photographs of things and I've, you know, I've sort of left a message for them. But, yeah, it's uh, it's like how do I get myself into this? I just was going for a walk We're going to an abandoned area to take photos and then we stumbled on things we shouldn't have. It's like, oh, no, I don't really need to do that. Oh, my God. Never a dull moment. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: sounds like it. Um, How accurate are your predictions do you find?
0: Um, I'd say 80 to 90, maybe 95%. I don't think it to say you're hundred percent, I think is arrogant. Mm. I think it, it also depends on how your connection is with the people you're doing the reading for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if they're open, if somebody's sitting there with their arms shut, you know, and their legs crossed going, what are you getting? And or you know, if I've got a sealed envelope, and you've got to tell me the name of it, there's no way I can't mm. I can't do that. But if I'm yeah. if I'm relaxed, then it's easier. Mm. So you're now I've been talking to you guys, I could actually Tune in to you and Ooh. give you a reading if you like.
1: Oh, <laughs> my <gosh>. love that. <laughs> we'd
0: we'd love that. That's very kind of you to offer. <laughs> no problem. So who wants to be my first victim? No, I'm just joking. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I think it's a I think it's
2: a Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready. So
0: Alexi, you're a very interesting gentleman. So you've got a- Wow.
1: Thank you so
2: much. You're,
0: you're a very karmic person. I actually feel you've been here before. I feel that it's interesting as you've been growing up, I feel that, you know, you've always felt a little bit different. It's sort of like you've been the wise one. Oh, wow,
1: Okay. But
0: it's, I sort of see you being a little bit separate to other people. Because I'm being told you you've had – it's almost like you're ahead of the, of your time. When I see the two of you, I kept being told you were the dynamic duo. But you're quite diverse, but I see that you you work really well together. It's kind of like that yin and yang kind of well, thing. I think
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah I think so. When I look at
0: you, Alexi, there's this gentleman that's standing on your left-hand side. So usually left-hand side is coming from your father's side. Um, I' And I feel, I don't know, I've got this message. I'm seeing someone with a pocket watch and I'm not sure what that means. It's funny, I've got a couple of things going on. So I've got a pocket watch. It's like somebody's looking at the watch and then clicking it. Shut, and they're looking at the watch, and don't know if that's said a grandfather or
1: something. This is so okay. I've got the tingle. This is crazy. So very strange because I feel like I'm much more into with my mother's side. So I did not expect my father's side, but I actually do have a pocket watch from my dad's father, my grandfather. Yeah, (laughs) it's so weird. I've I recently like you know I touched it like the other day because I was like had to rearrange the drawer that it was in. So.
0: He he wants it to come out of the drawer sometimes, but it's funny. Do you struggle with time or worry about time? Because I almost see him tapping the watch as if to say, now look at the time, look at the time. Well, he he was late
2: for this session.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not often late, but I hate being late. You know, I feel like I have a deadline at the moment, so I'm like about to – embark on a very big project very, very soon. So I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> mountainous stress.
0: You've got a lot going on. This next um, 12, 18 months is absolutely huge. And I kind of feel they're showing me like a, a, a rocket launch. Oh, my god! And I'm being shown it's it's actually just sort of going straight up. But then I'm seeing some legal stuff around you and I feel you get a bit funny about it. Oh. No, it's good legal stuff, oh my but god, it's contracts.
1: Okay. Oh. Oh, okay, cool. I do feel funny about contracts. Yeah. Yes. I do hate. But
0: well, there's something coming after that. I kinda of see with what you're doing with this, with this project, okay. there's going to be I see a lot of hands um, grabbing at you and saying, I want you, I want your offers. And I'm being told you need to be wow. careful with that. There's also an American link, so I'm not sure if you're doing something with it with the US. I see something there. Oh. And I do you write books or you wanting to write a book of some sort? I'm seeing you writing um...
1: I do write, but usually not books.
0: Okay, because there's a lot of writing.
1: Famously, I hate them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, there's, I don't know whether you, it, there's something that you're doing online, but I'm being shown that yeah. there's just, they're showing me a doorway that's opening up, so there's a portal there. But this next 12, 18 months or even next two, three years, I feel it's really important. All this hard work you've been doing is coming to fruition.
1: You know? Wow. My God, Debbie, thank you. <laughs> well,
0: <that's all> right. <laughs> You're somebody who doesn't like to be told what to do. You do like to be the boss you know, and I do see Perhaps. you're a money person. So I'm being shown, Whoa. you know, it's like show me the money. I'm being told you can be good with money, but then I'm being told just don't let it run away like water. And then I see your grandfather coming back in again. I feel like your family were a bit funny with you to start with about what you wanted to start on your journey as, because they didn't quite get it. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. when are you going to get a real job? But this is a real job. <laughs> yes. And
1: yes, and
0: yes. <laughs> you two are right in it at the right time because you're in, you know, you're in the beginning of, you know, this new groundbreaking, you know, net side of things Mm. where it's like, that's not a real job. You're just playing around. But being told it will be very successful.
1: Wow. Wow. My God. This, so much of this, I can't believe it. Wow. My God. Now, Jen, it's your turn. I'm I'm, When you're ready, I guess. No (laughs)
0: worries. Yeah, that's fine. So, Jen, you're like a little butterfly. You flit all over the place. I sort of see you here, you there. I see you doing lots of projects. But sometimes it's hard to pick which is your your favourite one. So I kind of see, I feel you're getting better at it at deciding on what you want when you're younger i sort of see it's almost like you're you're flitting around you know saying yeah i'll do this i'll do that but now i'm seeing that you you are very good at multitasking so you've learned (laughs) to focus if you like doing something you're really good at it if you don't, it's kind of like, and nah, nah, I just sort of see you just not, you know, sort of flicking it away. You do worry about things a lot. You're very, very deep. You're very social, but you hold a lot in. I just see big hugs and kisses and then I've got this lady coming in behind you. I feel like I want to cry at the moment. I um, feel like
2: I want to cry. Is that yeah,
0: normal? Yeah, well, that's, it's, sometimes it's just the emotion that comes through, but it's happening to me as well. So I do see this beautiful lady being, coming around. She's coming on mum's side, but it's huge, huge hugs and she's telling me that it's like seeing you as a little girl. And I don't know if, whether her mum's mum passed over. Or is, yeah. Yeah, because she show me when you were little and I, and I see her holding your hand. And then I see it's like you're growing up and I feel like then you couldn't hold hands. I don't know if there was time that she's passed before, you know, before you got too, too much older. But she's just saying to me that she's one of your angels. And she's, she's giving me a butterfly to give to you and she's also, the butterfly is also a transformation. So it's like you've always thought you were the caterpillar, but you are the butterfly and you flit around and there's so many things there for you, but it, it's kind of like picking what, what one's most important because you can turn your hand to many things. I do see you've been betrayed in the past, so I feel it's trusting people because I feel that you've had all these great ideas and you're wonderful and you love to share, but somebody's run with one of your ideas and really broke your heart. And I'm being told it, it's um, it's fine now, though, because go with those feelings. Because you and Alexi together, you guys are so fun. And I just sort of see it, it's like best mates and, you know, you can really bounce off each other. They're actually showing me... Um, it's like seeing inflatable balls and and they're bouncing around a room. And I feel that's you too. But I see there's some big things ahead for you. Um, Two years ago, I feel there was a lot going on and it was quite challenging for you, you know, and I feel there was a lot of change and a lot of letting go. And it's kind of like you had to go through that and you felt like you were broken and you didn't think you'd get up. But I'm being told, look at you now and look how strong you are. And oh I'm just gosh. being told it's it's just, you know, one foot in front of the other, but you're stepping into this amazing future as well. I don't know. They're showing me you're juggling, trying to do, maybe not do too many things at once, but I, I do see that there's some big things. And are you not in a relationship at the moment?
2: Oh, no, I am. I am.
0: Okay. So they're showing me too, and I kind of feel things are starting to, It's like something's becoming more settled. And I don't know, they're talking about collaboration. And I kind of feel things working out. So, um, in
2: the relationship or just in something?
0: I feel it's both because I was going to say relationship, but they're saying, no, it's work relationships. I'm seeing a mm-hmm. collaboration. But they're telling me to remind you that two company, three is a crowd. So I don't know if there's a third person. I think it's work when they're talking about this. So okay.
2: if there's mm. someone
0: that was trying to come in, but I'm being told, you know what happened before, you don't want it to happen again.
2: Okay. I like this. So I feel oh. you've got to put your,
0: your eye on the prize. Then they're laughing about a car. Is there... I can't so, drive. Okay. that's. I've what. tried to drive so many times. Because <laughs> they were showing me a car but it's just sitting there not moving, so I think that's what that's about. But you are all you need and your nan is so much around you. She's just she's just a sweetie. Um, did you have to have her hair just right?
2: Yeah. She had beautiful hair. Because I smell hairspray. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm, I'm hearing shh and I see the hairspray and she's very much the lady. But, Alexi, they're taking me back to you. Do you hear, do you get buzzing in your ears?
1: Yes, I do have a little bit of that tinnitus as well.
0: Well, that's the frequency spirit wants to talk to you on, so that's where you'll get your ideas.
1: Oh, wow. So I start to pay
0: attention about when that's happening. Wow. So that's important.
1: Debbie, this has been so cool and, like, I'd say really rewarding as
2: well. oh, my gosh. I really wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Like, I, you know, as we said, like, I think we're very open people, but I wasn't Mm. expecting that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's good.
1: Is the other side something that we should be cautious of or scared of?
0: I think we need to work, um, be careful with what frequency we're working on. You know, when people go and play with Ouija boards and, you know, I I particularly or personally I don't like tarot cards. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not my thing. But I find when people use Ouija boards or different things to access the negative spirits. I think you need to be careful because there's good and bad in life. There's good and bad in death. Just because we die doesn't mean we suddenly become an angel and get a set of wings. You know, it reminds me, like of Stranger Things. There's that other dark realm as well, as well as the positive realm. Mm. But I think um, if if we have the right intentions and we, we're wanting to work with our loved ones or our guides and you know receive positive energy and, and messages from above, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: So it sounds like we have to pick and choose when to be scared or cautious and when to be open.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But also I think we need to follow our gut feelings. You know, if you get that sick feeling or something doesn't feel right, then just, you know, follow that. You know, if you get the feeling cross the road, the guy coming towards you doesn't look
2: right Cross the road because you don't know. Wow. Debbie, this has been incredible. I can't, I'm stunned. I barely know what to say, but thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun playing
0: with you guys. Yeah,
1: hopefully we can (laughs) meet again sometime in the future.
2: Oh, I'd love it.
1: Okay, that was um I was so unexpected when Debbie talked about like the pocket watch like my grandpa's pocket Dude. watch. That's weird. How did right? you feel?
2: Like did you get tingles then?
1: Absolutely. Especially because, you know, I I was more expecting maybe something from my mum's side of the family because I lived with those grandparents, but I often think about my dad's side of the family, those grandparents, because I don't you know, I don't always think about them as much, but I, you know, I have my grandpa's pocket watch. I have like his wristwatch as well. Yeah, I think I needed it because I think I need to talk to my grandpa. It was really like rewarding for me to like speak to or hear from my grandpa, even if it was just like, hey, I'm around, I'm That's with you. That's the thing
2: about these things as well. Like people can maybe listen to that and be like, well, you know, you can just make that stuff up. Like, like I still think there's value in it. If it gives you Mm, something positive or you feel connected to something, even if you don't believe in it, like I still think the net outcome is positive.
1: It's that catharsis that we're talking about, you know? I don't think I've ever come that close to... I don't know, I didn't even know how to describe it, So like, feeling in touch with a spiritual realm like that.
2: Look, I don't think either of us were going into that very sceptical about the experience, mm. but that's always what's so nice about being surprised as well. Like, when you're open to things, things do happen. Mm. And it kind of makes me think about how, like you were saying at the beginning of the show, like, you think there probably is something like a werewolf, like a sasquatch, like a vampire out there. They all start from, like, some... Mm element of truth like these stories that have been passed down and these kind of cultural figures of supernaturalism and that kind of thing all start from somewhere and so I think that's why people got around Stranger Things so much is because it really is the height of like science fiction and fantasy you know.
1: Yeah as a kid it really is though like kind of providing answers to those things that go bump in the night and stuff. And I think Stranger Things is really good at evolving those ideas and then making them like really cinematic, especially for a TV style series. It's very, very cinematic, this show. And I think it's elevated even more in this season. Like so much of the show in the past, I've talked about Stranger Things being this kind of Wes Craven, a nightmare on Elm Street type show uh, with the teenagers being stuck in that kind of teen horror from the 80s. The Kids being in, like, a Stephen King meets Steven Spielberg kid adventure thing, like The Goonies or Stand By Me or E.T., The Extraterrestrial and His Adventures on Earth. All of those things combined, while, well, you know, Hopper and Winona Ryder, uh, I guess, more adults, John Carpenter type show. And to see those references evolve in this season to be something quite spookier or scary has been interesting. But the main thing, gent, I would say, that I've noticed so much is like the evolution from these horror references going from the 80s and becoming like 90s horror references. Like there's this whole sequence that is like this beautiful homage to one of my favourite movies of all time, The Silence of the Lambs, oh, yeah, yeah, where you've yeah. got Nancy and Robin playing like these investigators for their school newspaper, and they sneak down to an asylum, a sanatorium, to meet this serial killer. And as they descend these depths into, like, the basement where he's kept, it feels so much like Science of the Lambs. And then when they get to meet the serial killer, who is playing him? None other than Nightmare King himself, Robert England, Freddy Krueger. And I was like, oh, my Lord, I lost my mind. Not
2: the first time that we've mentioned Robert England on this podcast either. We chatted about <laughs> (laughs) yes
1: Jen about that movie we talked about choose or die the video game horror film it's all connected
2: this truly is a birthday treat for you Alexi
1: (laughs) I will accept my new age but I will never reveal it
2: and that's a wrap
1: And Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1, is available now on Netflix. The last feature-length episodes are set to drop on July 1st, so keep your eyes peeled.
2: Big thank you to Debbie Malone for joining us on the show today.
1: And if you have an unexplained, upside-down-esque experience, a story that you'd like to share with us, hit us up on a DM at Insta at Netflix ANZ.
2: And while you're at it, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify and tell us what was the scariest monster of your childhood.
1: This podcast was recorded on Gadigal Land.
2: Thank you so much to our executive producer, Priya Tarzade and producer, Abby Lenton.
1: And finally, thank you for listening. Whether you're in this realm or the next, we appreciate it.
2: Goodbye.
1: So long.